Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I keep getting really paranoid that they're, they're plotting to, I don't know, stab us with pine needles or something. Can you hold a glass to the ceiling and see if I, you can I hear? should. I should give it a go and see. But they, oh, but they're Italian. Oh. Okay, Duolingo and then glass. <laughs> I felt like quite an influencer because after I ordered my Earl Grey, uh, yeah. a woman a few rows down went, can I have an Earl Grey as well, actually? <laughs> and, <gasps> rude question, but how did you deal with, with wipage? Dock leaves. <laughs> Dock leaves. So useful for so many things. So influential. I so love it. influential. <laughs> Wild pooers are seriously like top of the list of, of runners. <laughs> Welcome to episode 133 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. Today, we're covering everything from anxiety and post-COVID concerns to half-marathon techniques and long-run disasters. New coffee addict Holly is buzzing about caffeine, but also about our Paris half-marathon coming up in just a few days. We're both enormously excited, but also extremely nervous. Holly's training isn't where she'd like it to be, so we figure out some easier Jeff splits for her, and she tries to calm her anxious brain a little. I'm also worried about my training. London is fast approaching and I'm not sure I'm where I need to be in terms of strength or technical training. I completed a long run at the weekend and I'm 90% happy with it. You'll have to discover if the remaining unfortunate 10% has anything to do with runner's trots by listening right through, you lucky, lucky people. Honestly, the things we do for this podcast. Before I sign off, do please sign up to be a patron of the Women's Running Podcast on Patreon. Confusingly, this is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you're in the cheer squad tier, you'll be able to listen to exclusive monthly podcasts, which we've decided to call The Extra Mile. 
in which we promise to do our best to talk about anything apart from running. The third one is available right now. Do sign up at patreon.com forward slash women's running and go and have a listen. This episode is sponsored by Yo Valley. We can all make better choices for our gut health, like adding some Yo Valley organic kefir to our diet. Packed with billions of live bacteria from 14 distinctive strains for maximum gut flora diversity, the Yo Valley organic kefir is naturally high in protein and a great source of calcium and phosphorus for energy and bones. You can have it in spoonable yogurt form in 350 gram pots or four packs, or even as a refreshing post-run yogurt drink. Yo Valley Organic Kefir. Yo got this. You can find the new Yo Valley Organic Kefir drinks in Sainsbury's, Waitrose and Ocado. <laughs> right, I'm going to have a big swig of this bucket of coffee. I don't know whether I've told the the pod about my coffee addiction that really yeah. kicked in at you bore witness to it I did yeah mm. <laughs> it's not my fault though I didn't know it's it. actually not Esther's fault um it's oh god I just had that same email about medical certificate okay well, we'll discuss Paris in <laughs> all its forms. but yeah I it was at the national running show that I really started necking coffee and mm. um I've I haven't been necking it to quite the same degree I think I was drinking like uh, three or four coffees a day at the national running show yes. whereas now I'm on about two I'll probably have two in the morning I had three <gasps> yesterday though Sunday little treat I can't believe it Holly I know who have I become I, who have you become this is, I know um... and it used to make me feel sort of slightly shaky and if I had one then mm. I would notice the impact whereas yeah. oh my gosh it's like you it it it's one slip and you're hooked isn't it <laughs> I feel like now I don't even notice the effect I'm just like as soon as I've had one I'm like gagging for another one <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the club you say you've yeah. got a big a big cup but yeah look at me I've got I've got all of that oh, to get through. oh she's got a flask a veritable oh, flask yeah <laughs> is it a yeah. whole great cafetiere thing it's a whole great cafe. Yeah, I got um, Dave bought it for my birthday last year, and it's kind of um, um, it keeps it nice and warm because it's a metal one. Doesn't break because it's not the glass bit around the yeah, outside. That's good. And it has a kind of double filter thing inside, so you you get it's less basically less grains in your teeth, and I think a little bit slightly better for you as yeah. a result. Yeah, it's really nice. That's great. Um, <laughs> I'm using my pour over that you did recommend. That was. <gasps> At the time, really good coffee that makes, isn't it? So good, and it's mm. so quick. It's quicker oh. than a cappuccino. So we probably do cappuccino sometimes for a treat. Still on the weekends, yeah. Um, if it's like coffee in bed times, then we might get the cappuccino out. That'd be nice. But nice. generally, for just on the go working and stuff, the pour over is amazing because it takes two seconds and so and much easier to recycle. Nice. Yes, yeah, so you can just tip them all out into the bin, into the food bin, food bin. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I did tip them into the normal bin this morning because our food bin, it was very smelly. I had to remove it from the building. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, We've got welcome. Any... Welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm interested. You were going to say something about I... food bins. Well, I was going to ask about whether your neighbours had any thoughts on your food bin. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they will have done. I'm sure they will have done. I'm trying to think whether I've had any updates. Yeah. If you didn't hear the update on the Pine Needle on Pine Needle Gate, then <laughs> do tune in to. Uh, in fact, that wasn't necessarily an update, but that was the next chapter of my neighbours. Next chapter. Yeah. That's on the Extra Mile, which is the podcast that we do on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Please do come and join us, and uh, there you can hear a full tale and a lot more about recycling bins. Funnily enough. <laughs> but i don't think i've had any um any communication from them but i'm sure they're not happy about us at the moment doug's been Mm. away for half the week at the mo and Mm. um i i have this weird thing where i feel like when he's away i don't mind sort of like maintaining and keeping the house nice but things Mm. like going and taking the food bin down and stuff I get very sort of I suddenly get very overwhelmed where I'm like <laughs> oh but I'm on my own and I, I don't, it's really hard to explain but I get this sort of slight crippling anxiety that means that all I can do is sort of what's in front of my eyes I can't really think oh right time to take the bloody food bin out so weird that makes me sound not like a strong independent woman no, it, I was going to do, do you divide up? I was going to ask if you divided up jobs. Yes, because Doug is usually, and I'm not doing a Theresa May and saying pink jobs, blue jobs, or whatever she said here. I was going to ask exact thing, yeah. <laughs> we do the bins together, um, yeah. but like I'll, he- I'll help with the bins, but I would say that Doug is sort of master in charge of the bins. Like he, he yeah. sorts them and he usually takes them out. So suddenly having to be in charge of the, is it time to take the food bin out? I, I'm like, can't I can't bear to think about it <laughs> whereas I'm master in charge of of meal planning and cooking mm-hmm. and again sometimes Doug will help but I it, I'm in I'm in the driver's seat yeah Doug's probably master in charge of washing up we probably share that more equally I feel a bit bad about that Dave's washing up. Dave's washing up, but then I do all the cooking. But yeah, Yeah. he definitely does. He definitely does all the bins, but so much so that, like, I think it was last week, and he was due to go out on Wednesday night, which has been putting out night. Yeah, been putting out night for us as well. And um, and so I was gonna. I just started kind of gathering it together, um, and he sort of said, "Do you know what to do?" I don't know (sighs) if this was a joke or not, but it was a bit like. Do, do I know how to, to put move the bins the out bin from inside to outside? <laughs> do like it was just but so some bizarre. people are very like, specific about their bins, Esther. My mum is a bit like that. Like if I go yeah. home and say she's probably listening. If I go home and say, um, <laughs> I if I say I should take the bins out, she will every time go blue is the thingy and green yeah. is this and blah blah blah. And it's like yeah, no, I've I've been here before to this house. <laughs> But I suppose when you've been scarred by the bins not being sorted correctly and them not picking them up, mm. it is a bloody nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, and someone putting paper in the cardboard and yeah, oh, all yeah. Of that. But yeah, I can't remember whether I've spoken before on the podcast about the house we used to live at where somebody wrote scum. Did I talk about that? <laughs> no. Oh my scum. god, this was in our house, our first flat on London Road. Um, yeah, and uh, this was a, it was it for the listener. <laughs> That is probably, it's, I think it's the most polluted uh, road in the southwest or something like that. It's very, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. very busy, um, sort of ambulances whizzing past type place. And we lived on a ground floor flat with a huge window out onto the road. And um, it was uh, extremely small and mouldy. It was a classic first post-uni uh, post <laughs> post house. Back, yeah. yeah, And um, 
in the first flat that Doug and I were living together on our own in. And we had a weird neighbor upstairs who used to, I, I, I'm sure I've told this on another podcast. I'm so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but we had a neighbor that used to chuck moldy food down. <gasps> oh my God, this is another bloody saga that I haven't told everybody about. Oh then. my God. So we had this weird guy who lived a couple of floors above. I hope he's not listening, but I, I doubt this is his cup of tea. Um, <laughs> that he used to, first of all, he used to order Domino's. We lived opposite. You know, there's a huge Domino's on London Road. I'm aware. It, I know where you yeah. lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we lived next to the piano shop. We lived yeah, oh, nice. there. <laughs> and, uh, and he used to order the Domino's like for delivery. What? I'm not throwing shade. I guess if you're very ill or very, very hungover. But he used to do it like, because once we spoke to the Domino's people, when we went into Collector Pizza once and they recognised us from living in that flat. And he was, he was like, yeah. oh... Is it is it you guys who live in that flat with a bloke who orders? He he said that he used to order it for delivery at like two a.m. like every day. <laughs> I know, very very strange behaviour. Onkers, okay. Uh, and he used to also drop food because we lived on the ground floor, and there was like a basement flat that had an extension. So if it sort mm. of makes sense, we had a kind of almost like a well, it was their roof. It would have mm. been a balcony, except you couldn't get out onto it. It was like mm-hmm. sort of the roof of the of the flat below <laughs> us. So, yeah. yeah, stuck out um, out of our kind of the back end of our house. And um, he used to throw food down <gasps> to, and it would land on that roof. No. Well, we think throw. Like maybe it felt, was falling out of his window or something, but it was utterly bizarre. How strange. It was so weird. We couldn't work out. To start with, we were like, is it a bit of a dirty protest or something? Because I think the first night that it happened, Doug was playing PlayStation and he was like, oh shit, maybe I was playing it really, really loudly. And he's like, yeah. Chuck, but I mean, not the way you would solve that. <laughs> um, and then, but then it carried on happening unrelated to, you know, sometimes we were in the house, sometimes we weren't. So I don't think it was a dirty pro- I think it was literally like he just was a psycho. <laughs> I have no idea. You have the weirdest neighbours. I have the weirdest neighbours. It's because we live in flats and we can't afford to pay very much rent. So we live (laughs) with all sorts of other people who also can't afford to pay any rent, live in a big flat. You're going to get weirdos. Us, for one. Yeah, yeah, I know, because I was thinking, what what's the common factor here, Hill? <laughs> I know, I'm worried about that. For a little while, there was no drama in this building, but then then the don't use my food bin without authorization people moved in, pine needlers. <laughs> the pine and needlers, we had yeah. stinky bloke on the bottom floor who chucked his mattress over the... Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely terrible. talked about that on the yeah. extra mile. That's uh, funny. So, yeah, he gave me the same energy as the guy who used to chuck the food down. We yeah. actually did. We were the please don't use our food bin without authorization people in that situation because we left an anonymous note saying, <laughs> hello, if you're chucking food out on, because in the end we had to get permission to from the downstairs neighbours for us to climb onto their roof and get rid of it because it was stinking. It was like rotting food. And also oh seagulls were like <laughs> swarming no. because they would like one picked up like a whole block of cheese in its beak <gasps> and flew <laughs> away with it. It was entertainment, but it was no way to be living. 
No. No. So I, I had to leave an anonymous note passive aggressively <laughs> and say, please don't drop food onto the root. Get a food recycle or put it in your bin. But that was that same house. I'm sure it would be the same guy. I feel bad. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe everyone was weird in that building and didn't know how to sort their bins. But he definitely mm. didn't know how to sort his bins out. Uh, I mean, A, <laughs> because he thought the food bin was the roof um <laughs> but b because uh there was a whole load of like uh it was plastic recycling but he put loads of polystyrene in it oh uh, no no as we know no no yeah, yeah, yeah um and he'd left it for like a good few weeks like maybe even a mm. month and obviously the bin collectors hadn't been taking it because it wasn't sorted and they left a couple of those little yellow stickers where it's like this isn't sorted properly you need to go uh, and yeah. do it mm-hmm. and then on the final week of this thing being out someone could have been bin collectors could have been someone else in the flat was obviously getting mm. fed up of this like horrible because also I swear it also had some like gross stuff in there like food packets and stuff that was meaning it was smelly and nasty um, and it was outside the flat outside the building for like a month um, and eventually someone just wrote scum across <laughs> his food bin, his uh, recycling bin. I know. Well, I'm going to have to agree. To I know, honest. we kind of did. We, we, we were kind of living for it at the time. Are you sure you don't want to admit that it was you that wrote scum? Uh, I, I can't speak for Doug. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been him. It could have been a secret he's been keeping for years in our relationship. It's an underused word, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it was the perfect use of it. Because it could have been referring to the guy, but also if they were asking about it, they could have been like, no, no, I just, no, no, no. You know, the food bin was a bit, the bin was a bit scummy. (laughs) Fantastic use of that word. An excellent use of scum. But (laughs) I, I, I now feel like we are the scum of our building. Maybe, maybe, I was thinking maybe you are. Do you think maybe everyone else gets together and go, oh, fucking hell. Oh, it's them. Yeah. Um, ugh, what are we going to do this year? How are we going to drive them out? Oh, I know. I know what. Put a little heap of pine needles outside their front door. Oh, yeah. Good first that'll really That'll really get them thinking, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one of, bizarre, bizarre. <laughs> I, I think that I'm becoming quite paranoid as well. Doug tells me off and he's like, stop worrying about it but with him being gone more I mm. I've noticed a lot more that you know half the week I'm alone in the flat and I I suppose usually there's always noise in the flat because either mm. we're watching a telly or listening to a podcast or something uh this one is a is a very good one um yes. and uh and uh or we'll be talking or something but there's been a lot more silence and I can hear them and mm. I I keep getting really paranoid that they're they're plotting to I don't know, stab us with pine needles or something. Can you can you hold a glass to the ceiling and see if I, you can I hear? I should. It, it would be it would be yeah. the floor. I should. Oh yeah, of course, of course, it would be the floor. Yeah, you should give it a go. I should give <gasps> it a go and see. But they oh, but they're Italian. Oh. Okay, Duolingo and then glass. <laughs> <laughs> that is fail safe. Yeah, good yeah. idea. <laughs> anyway, how? Are you? I talked about my bins for a long time there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. We should t- we've both had quite eventful weeks, haven't we? So we've um, kind of been a little bit on our holly bobs, also kind of not. It's been working. But mm. it's we've both been on exciting trips this week. 
We have. Shall, shall I go first or do you want to go first? I'll go first because mine isn't as exciting. It, I mean, it was very exciting brand-wise, but in terms of the yeah. scale of the of the trip, and then yeah. you can you can just absolutely blow it, everything out of the water with yours. <laughs> and then, then then we can talk about running, right? After that, and then so we might, about talk about in about running. half an hour, we might, we yeah. might talk about running. Okay, okay, um, you go first. What, what were you doing last week then? So it's running related. I went to a um, kind of like a press day. Um, I was invited very kindly by Nike to go and check out their new, um, I think they're the Zoom X. Oh, I had to double check which iteration they are. Um, but I think it was the third. They're, they're, they're road shoes, but they're like mm-hmm. big, comfy cushioned. They're basically a cushion first shoe. Um, the, um, they have, I think, you know, previously, I am not really a Nike wearer. I've only had one other pair of Nike shoes that I've ever been sent to test. So I mm. can't really speak to previous experiences with them. But the previous shoe I had, I definitely had this issue where I didn't find it massively comfortable. I think as a plodder, Nike wasn't really for me because I um, I don't need, I would much rather comfort over responsiveness basically always. Mm. And I feel like their shoes are a little bit more athletic. They're a little bit more springy and on the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, this new shoe... Um, is um it is like comfort first so they've kind of redesigned it all it's super springy and this isn't isn't hashtag sponsored by the way I was just genuinely enjoying the experience of going and checking it out um but it was super cool because they had this Mm -hmm. room that um we got to test like we got to kind of bounce on trampolines bounce on (laughs) uh like memory foam and like feel different kind of like levels of comfort one bit we had on teddies, which I felt a little bit funny about. I didn't love that. <laughs> I'll follow the Swishmallow <laughs> conversation of last week. I felt I, did, I didn't. I didn't really want to step on the faces of hundreds of bears. <laughs> Fair death. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But yeah, it, it was it was really cool. And then we got to try the shoes on and mm-hmm. have a little bounce around in those as well and they are genuinely really really lovely and comfy I've been wearing them non-stop um which would be excellent if I could actually remember the name of them so I'm just super quickly going to subtly look that up while I'm telling isn't you isn't it in, isn't it invincible isn't it is that one of it I think it, it might be like invincible zoom x3 or something that um, sounds right to me but um yeah, yeah. I can't remember and I've, I've not actually seen them I don't think I keep on seeing pictures of of kind of lovely press people jumping up and down on trampolines but I haven't actually seen the yeah shoes. they're incredible I'm gonna put some stuff about them on um on socials um mm-hmm. when I will get the name correct so look out for that um but um they are so unbelievably comfy and they also were releasing so that was a big part of the day that was really exciting but it was also just generally like a load of new kit that they were bringing out um I am not 100% sure what's under embargo and stuff but it was very exciting I'm sure I can say and I was loving yeah. looking at all the stuff um and I got a nice little swag bag oh nice nice yeah it was also Lovely. a Nike swag bag so I felt very cool when I was walking back oh, um, to, like, to get my train through London with my Nike yeah. swag bag and you have a nice like, time on the train. Did, did you get yourself some nice snacks? Yeah, I did actually. Oh, I tell you what, I had a, it was quite a dramatic train journey. So way down, fine, no stress, all, yeah. all easy. I got myself, oh, I got myself uh, on the coffee note, a honey, it was like honey caramel oat latte or something. It was honestly, it, it was in, insane. 
my mouth's watering thinking about it. It was delicious. It was like drinking sort of honeycomb oh. in a co- in a coffee form. Oh, amazing! But the joy of a of a of a sweet, you know, fun Starbucks coffee drink compared mm. to like a fun Starbucks non caffeinated drink is that it's not too sweet. Because you got yes, that's in true. That's true. It was, it yeah, was yeah. perfect. It was very lovely. Yep. Uh, so had that on the way down. That was all fine. Did some work. Got there. It was it was all chill. But the way back, um, there was there were trespassers on the line. Oh, I know. And I think actually it was probably one of those sad trespassers on the line situations. I, I suppose I think the it was, fun ones. Yes, I think rather than like that makes you think of sort of like I don't know the famous five like run with their like. <laughs> I don't know, sandwiches in a little thing over their shoulders, like running off to an adventure or something. I think this was maybe one person who had, who was there on purpose kind of thing. Um, However, I think they were okay. I think they managed to uh, Mm. talk them down and it was all fine. But it meant that I got stuck in uh, Reading Station for an hour. So it took like three hours to get home overall, I think, from from London, which is quite far from Bath. Usually it takes like an hour and a half on the train. Um, Yeah. And there was also disruption like elsewhere. So it was a super long journey. However, I had Mm. nice chats with the people I was on the train with because we were all Mm. in a very similar position. Everyone was like working on their laptops on a weekday on their way back to out of London. Um, And uh, I had a packet of Quavers and an Earl Grey. Oh, that's a lovely combination. It was so lovely. (laughs) And I actually felt like quite an influencer because... I, I'm sorry if this is the most boring podcast ever that anybody has ever fucking heard. Anyway, <laughs> I felt like quite an influencer because after I ordered my Earl Grey, uh, yeah. a woman a few rows down went, can I have an Earl Grey as well, actually? <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. <laughs> oh, so influential. I so love it. influential. It was, it was quite dramatic. It was one of those like... Um, I felt like you could have sort of turned it into a like a little a little play or something based on here overhearing the conversations of other people and how the delay was affecting them. So bloke behind me was like desperately ringing, trying to get his MOT pushed back because he was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get there now. <laughs> oh, like, no. I, I was enjoying hearing all the little tidbits of conversations of people <laughs> whose lives were being affected by the I could definitely write. I should write a play about it. You should have done. I should have yeah. done. Yeah, anyway. Do it. <laughs> it was a lovely day and it was very it was just so nice to meet the people from Nike because they were all really really lovely that's why I feel incredibly Aww. guilty that I can't remember the exact model of the of the shoe because they were so they they looked after us so well like there was like a wall of all the shoes yeah on, and and I had my little name on and I got to go over and take my take my Aww. shoe off it. I know and I oh actually, that's very special I've got this in front of me now in my swag bag I had yeah. um I had marshmallows branded Nike marshmallows which nice. honestly, I think were consumed within about 6 hours of my return. <laughs> um but I also got this little notebook. I'm trying to show it to you here because Oh the flower uh, on it. Yes, and with my name, look. I can't see your name. It oh says property of holly. I think it's bits oh. more writing for you to see. So I got all sorts of lovely bits and it was really lovely and they were so kind and also the food was incredible i had a whole burrata to myself <laughs> <laughs> and they had a bespoke ice cream thing where it was like um 
because uh, they were launching the shoe, they'd launched yeah. like they were doing like a special ice cream sandwich that was like marshmallow because it was all about the kind of cushioniness. And yeah. um, it was in the colors of the shoe as well in like a little like ice cream sandwich. Oh, it amazing. It was, it was my kind of it was my kind of day. <sighs> yeah I'm it was very great. I'm very very jealous that I know there amazing. was there was no running or like having to do all I had to do was <laughs> no jump around running. jump on a trampoline and then eat marshmallows and ice cream <gasps> oh that sounds amazing yeah incredible. we should talk about your running though shouldn't we I think do you think we, we should, should do should we talk about that now and then talk about your trip yeah yeah how's it going what's what's been going on because we've got Paris in like five, six days now, haven't we? And, yeah. Uh, no, not even that long. Yeah, five days. I mean, God, it's, it's like, I think it's something like four sleeps <sighs> until we leave. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it slightly is. slightly terrifying. Yeah, that um, is slightly terrifying. I'm, I tell you what, mm. I'm so looking forward to the trip. Like, I, I oh, can't yeah. wait for uh, the trip now. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, the lovely, lovely people that we're going with have made me feel really excited about it. That, yeah. Um, yeah, like we've got a little Facebook group and I've been keeping up with what people have been posting in there. I need to add my own update, I feel. Um, though maybe people yeah. will be sick to the back teeth of hearing about my updates. But that's been really nice because I feel like we've had a chance to get to know the women that we're going with beforehand. So mm-hmm. um, I feel really excited to meet them all in person now. Um, and I'm a friend of mine recently went to Paris and, you know, my general hatred for Paris. And did I tell you that <laughs> Blumen Race Village or where we have to go and pick our bibs up is in Boulogne-Biancourt, which is a small, right. horrible suburb where, and that was where I worked my awful receptionist job with Monsieur Prieto. No. Yeah, it oh. was literally Boulogne. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear the words Boulogne-Biancourt again. <laughs> And that was where that's where we got to pick up our race bib. So we'll have lovely PTSD together then. Um, oh, trigger warning! Trigger okay, warning! Yeah. <laughs> Me being um, made to feel like shit by an old French man for months. Uh, trigger warning! But um, yeah, so uh, I'm really, really looking forward to the trip. Oh no! What I was going to say was a friend that I saw recently has been to Paris. Um, mm. Even though I have some crappy memories of Paris, I also was reminded of all the glorious joys because she had done a classic you know having a croissant in on the Champs-Élysées mm. and like and mm. it did kind of make me be like oh I'm quite looking forward to a little bit of that that's gonna <laughs> yeah, be really gonna be nice. nice um yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to going to Paul's oh yeah yeah there's a Paul's on every corner like it's gonna be amazing that's <laughs> yeah, gonna be amazing I can't wait for that I'm looking forward to uh, lots of glasses of wine, probably after the half. Yep, I'm looking forward. To, I might even have more marinier, which I don't. I don't always eat fish. I'm vegetarian, but I'm, I might treat myself to a little Parisian treat. There's loads Gosh. of things that I'm really buzzing about. I'm really looking forward to oh. um, as well. Josephine, Josie, who has um, spoken on the um, on the pod before. She's a sports psychologist mm-hmm. and a genius over all, all round. She's coming with us, and she's coaching us a little bit through some of our kind of mental tactics on the night before and I'm yeah. really buzzing about that because yeah that's gonna be amazing yeah, yeah I can't wait however the running oh, <laughs> let's discuss. Yeah. Let's I do. have been having like sleepless nights about what happens if oh. I have a heart attack or have a horrendous horrible time or have to pull out and it will it be embarrassing or will I come last of all the people in the Paris half marathon of which there are going to be like 15,000 or something. And (laughs) 
I keep being like, though actually that should be a, I forgot that it was so much bigger than Bath Half, for example, because I feel like I yeah. gave it my all with Bath Half. And it was, I was not too far. I was about, I was, I was middle of the pack. But um, yeah, it was, uh, the back did feel alarmingly close all the time when I was Yeah, there. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it won't be like that in Paris. And also who fucking cares? But um, I have felt like, so I was really cheered up last week. I went for a run. Yeah. It was fine. It wasn't great. Yep. And I know that my fitness is not going to be where I would nearly where I would want it to be before doing this. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like I just feel like every time I exercise and I we were talking about this and I don't think it's related. I genuinely mm. think that. Well, it might be. I don't know. Maybe with my immune system struggling a little bit. But like, I think it is more likely that it's just. I've been really struggling to fight COVID off. We've we've coined it medium COVID that it's I don't think it's yet long COVID in that like it's it's only been a couple of months since I had COVID and um it's not affecting me 24/7 but it just it's basically all the same symptoms keep coming back every couple of weeks and I think whatever's happened the virus has really got into my kind of immune system and stuff and I'm really struggling. Actually several mm. listeners wrote in to say that they've had similar things. And been yeah. through been through similar things. So, um, and we've actually got a colleague at work who I was chatting to as well, who has long COVID, and she said she's been having all the same symptoms as well. So, I think I'm not worried about it. Like I think it's just one mm. of those things, and it will it will sort <clears throat> itself out. And I I'm hoping that it's not going to turn into full blown long COVID because I am noticing that the periods that I'm feeling crap are getting much like it's much longer between periods and they're shorter yeah but I did have another crap <clears throat> thing on it sort of started kicking in on kind of Friday afternoon and then I felt a bit rotten till kind of Saturday lunchtime so it was probably oh, only no. like 24 hours yeah but it was still like not nice it was the brain fog it was the migraine kind of headache that wouldn't go away with like aspirin like normal stuff um mm. and um it was just feeling like dog tired and like muscle achy uh, and again, yeah. all these slightly funny, weird symptoms that I've been getting with my sinuses feeling blocked, suddenly getting a really runny nose, like earache and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a bit rubbish because I kind of thought I'd like beaten it. I felt really, yeah. up, really good last week. Yeah. Um, however, it it did literally go away after like a day. And funnily enough, Doug and I were laughing because. Um, I've been trying to do all the right things over the last couple of months with my health. Like I've been a bit more conscious about trying to eat a bit more healthily not for any reason other than just my bowels um Mm -hmm. and um I've been drinking a bit less and I've just been trying to kind of consciously be a little bit more concerned with my health um yeah and uh despite that it feels as though all the time that I've been spending it's always you know when I've not been drinking so it was Friday that it kicked in so I hadn't drunk for like you know six days or something and then I had a drink on Friday night even though I was feeling a bit rotten I was like I'm gonna have my bloody glass of Savvy B and I felt fine the next day by the afternoon and I was like is it is it is (gasps) am I having withdrawals from from Savvy (laughs) B and do I in fact feel a lot better when I when I have one yeah that was quite funny but I think it, overall, basically, the answer is it's not related to any of these things. It's just my immune system. Sometimes yeah, it's sure, a bit rubbish. Sure. Um, so in, in in our last episode, we talked about like your tactics for Paris itself, mm. for the race and everything. And we talked about two things. We talked about practicing a, like a specific run-walk method. And also yeah. we talked about 
um, fueling en route. So have you managed to do either of I managed to do the first. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I didn't fuel on my uh, on my run that I went on. Only mainly because I was like, I'm not 100% sure how long this is going to be. So I yeah. mean, because it, it was my first one back after weeks and weeks. So I'm going to go for a longer one tomorrow. And I plan mm-hmm. on fueling then. Um, but I'm, I did have a banana before my last one. If that counts as great. Fueling. Like I didn't does bring count. anything out with me, like we talked about with maybe nuts or something, uh, yeah. which I'm going to try and do tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But I did have a banana beforehand and I do think that it does make a bit of a difference. I do think that I need to force myself to choke down some breakfast. Yeah. Um, and the walk running aspect, I think, it, I'll tell you what is really useful about it, about having a Garmin, mm. is when I was running to like time rather than distance before I got I got it, I was... yeah. Uh, literally setting a timer on my phone so it would go off after like 40 minutes of running or whatever and then I'd be like oh okay I can stop now yeah Um, and so when we were first talking about that walk about walk running I was like how am I going to do that so should I set like a 10 minute timer for my run and then like a minute or two minutes or something for my walk and then another 10 minutes for I don't know what's wrong with me but I don't need to do that because I've got Garmin so yeah yeah <laughs> you don't need to do that no. no so and how did that work out for you then uh better than I think if I'd have tried to just go straight into it and just run non-stop but like mm-hmm. I think it's still quite hard I think yeah. it's just going to be quite tough this week I'm not really you, half marathon ready but but do you, do you think you need to adjust that with the the kind of the walk run with the ratio bits? yeah yeah because like, what I were mean, you doing I was doing 10 minutes of running and then like two minutes of walking. One Ooh, minute officially of walking, but like in term- when it, you know, when I was like, mm. you know, looking at timings and like slowing my heart rate down and then kind of building myself back up again, it was, it was probably like kind of two minutes. So why, why don't you try five minutes then? Five minutes yeah, run. One maybe minute I do walk. 10, five. A few people have been, um, have no, 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 no. Five, one, five, one. Five minutes run, one minute walk. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I think it's definitely not a good idea to increase your walking to like a huge degree because you it would be much more difficult to get back into running if you do like a five minute walk. Don't, don't, I would suggest yeah. maybe not doing that. I think a five minute run and a one minute walk. So just doing it more frequently. Okay. I think would be, yeah. I was also, a couple of listeners had suggested particular um, splits. Mm-hmm. I'll have a look. Um I'll have a look back through the emails. I didn't get them ready for this pod particularly. because, um, But um, like a few people have sent in suggestions of what they do basically yeah. for their walk running. And like, I mean, everyone's got a kind of different approach to it. Some people would do like 50-50. So like, you know, five minutes mm. running, five minutes walk or 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But some people's are, are much shorter. Um, so I think I still need to kind of find my perfect one. But also I am just like, mm. am I going to be knackered? Uh, am I just going to have to accept that it's going to be really hard and I'm going to be knackered? I mean, yeah, because it's an endurance run. So we will all yeah. be knackered. We will all be knackered. But I we think right be, now... I was even after doing all the training by the book last time. So Exactly, exactly. So yeah. I, I think now it's just minimising minimizing how, how horrific you feel and making sure that you cross the line at the end feeling happy. And I think if if a 10 minute, if 10 minutes of running and one to two minutes of walking is proving a struggle, mm. then then shorten it yeah. so that it's not a struggle. And But make sure, like, as I, I know I bang this drum all the time, but make sure you're doing that right from the start rather than 
start doing it from six miles when you're feeling horrific. Yeah, that totally um, is like very me. Yeah, don't do that. Start. <laughs> but multiple people have said that they're like up for joining my little pack of like at right. backpack. So I'm not oh, feeling lovely. really as anxious about. I, I also I was looking forward to talking to you about it today. That was the thing I was hanging mm. on to last night when I was having slight sleepless nights about am I going to like keel over. I think it's also genuinely really played on my health anxiety that we've had to get these medical certificates because it's such yeah. a weird thing. And I hope it's okay to say this on the podcast and the Paris half marathon yeah. board aren't going to come for me or something. But like, <laughs> obviously you don't get a checkup. Like it's literally, you're just paying for your doctor to sign a thing to say it's fine for you to do it. It's just kind of bureaucracy. But it really got in my head that I was like, this is re- this is really strange because it's I'm being signed off as like medically capable of doing this thing. And I know I am really, I did it three months ago, but like, on a bit longer than that ago now, four or five months ago. But um, I also feel like I have been unwell and like it might maybe would have been nice to have had that sign off of like somebody checking my heart rate or I don't know, mm. making giving me a giving me a thumbs up that like I was okay to do this and I wasn't gonna be causing myself any kind of like irreparable damage to my running and to my general health. So I think that's mm. played on my health anxiety a little bit, the whole the whole medical certificate thing somehow yeah yeah I can I can understand that because yeah I mean yeah I I mean I feel exactly the same I turned up Mm. at the doctors to go get mine and I did get my blood pressure taken Mm. um and she just asked a few questions but you can totally fudge it can't you yeah I mean you you know you can see maybe I've just highlighted my doctor's surgery as being a bit shit then that they didn't do any of that I thought you had your blood pressure taken at your surgery or was that for something else no I I needed to give them my blood pressure anyway but I did that after I'd, I'd sent off for the medical certificate Oh, they right. didn't have yeah, that so- information before they signed it. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they, they did that for me, but yeah, they they literally they ask you to kind of basically self certify, don't you? So yeah, you know, it's like, do you feel okay to do this? So you can totally fudge it. So then it makes the certificate itself completely meaningless. Yeah, because anyway, even if you have got high blood pressure, you could say, oh, it's just a bit high because I'm nervous about being here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other questions, you can say, yeah, I'm on two units a week, and no, I don't smoke, and yes, I've yeah. done one of these before, and but you know, you can say all the right answers to all the questions. So yeah, it does seem a bit peculiar. Yeah, um, but yeah, I and I can totally have understand to tell why them I could have been a raging smoker who drinks <laughs> a bottle of gin a day and has blood pressure that you need to call an ambulance for. Um, yeah. yeah, they didn't didn't ask me any of that. I guess they've got you know your medical information in front yeah. of them, so they they know what you've told them last and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. And and, and, I, uh, and I mean, actually I probably is, what I've told them last would be less healthy than how I've been trying to be recently, kind of, if that makes sense. Yes, like I'm sure absolutely. I would have told them that I drank more units of alcohol, for example, than I do now. Last time I had a yeah. conversation with my doctor and, about that. Yeah. And, and mm. I, you know, as as much as we can, well, as much as I've just been completely dismissive for the whole concept of it, to be honest, if you're if you're applying to get a medical certificate so that you can go and run a half, chances are you can probably go and run that half and you're absolutely yeah. fine. There's not going to be, you know. So, but uh, yeah, I can totally understand why you it might play into your fears. Mm. And I know it's, it's totally meaningless for me to say this, but it shouldn't. Because we've, it's it's just the same. To be honest, when you apply for any race here, any single race in the yeah. UK, no, you don't have to give a medical certificate, but you do have to tick a lot of boxes that basically say the same thing to say that you're kind of, you know, medically happy to do. You know, the thing that always triggers me yeah. is having to put in Dave's phone number. Me too. I imagine them having to ring Doug and say your, yes. your partner's bit has keeled over on the finish line exactly we're stretching her off now and I always think why have I given them Dave's number because he'll, he'll be in Bath and I'll be in Paris and I know <laughs> that's what I had to I thought should I give them like your number or something because I was like that would be somebody that is in Paris with me that I would trust to take me yeah. to the hospital but yeah. I also was like I'm gonna give them Doug's because at least they'll let him know I know that's how I felt when I did London. No, I've, I've died. Oh, that's exactly how I felt when I did London Marathon. There was no one there that I knew specifically. Mm-hmm. I knew sort of generally some people and everything, but there was no one coming to watch me. I was totally running it on my own, and there was just like some random. Yeah. It would like, feel a bit intense if Helen Thorne as your emergency contact. I know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it felt like yeah I couldn't it had to be it had to be Dave but I was like he won't be able to do anything at all mm-hmm. so yeah it did feel very strange I thought by the time they're going to be phoning Dave I am actually just going to be dead anyway um I yeah <laughs> but I suppose but, it's not then uh I guess you're putting it down so that they can well I suppose it'd be quite nice to see them before you pass <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I've been having a lot of those feelings where I've been really worried um, because it's just the least amount of consistent training I've ever done before a big race like that. And I feel the least fit that I've ever felt before a big race Mm -hmm. like that. And I just feel like a bit anxious about the fact that it's not going to be very nice. But Mm. I think that's all it's going to be. It's just not hugely nice. And that's that's very survivable and and like uh, do you know but, but the thing is but if I think I I honestly honestly think that if you give yourself a bit of a break by for instance doing five minute runs rather than 10 minute runs you give yourself yeah. that break I don't think I I honestly honestly believe that you could make it to the finish and feel much much happier and then much less run kind the whole of thing. uncomfortable yeah. Well, no, much less uncomfortable than than when you did the bath half. Yeah, like I think you, I think you'll actually. I I don't think you need to set yourself up for this really, really horrific fucking time. I don't think you will have a horrific time. I think you will actually really, really enjoy it. it yeah. But only, only, only if you are very stern with yourself and say, right, five minutes, one minute, five. Yeah, minutes, this one is minute. gentle, and five, we're, mm. you have to do that because if you start, if you if you start clocking people around you bombing off and you start following them and you think I oh, actually I don't I feel embarrassed about stopping at five minutes 
don't don't do that to yourself. Just yeah. go, run, walk, run, walk, run, walk. And I honestly, honestly believe that you will finish that feeling fantastic. And I bet you anything, it's going to be within 10 minutes of your finish time of running the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, so think, you're, I, really, I think you're right. I don't know. I have no idea till we get there. But I keep thinking Paris half marathon, this is going to be a big one. You know, this is going to be, everyone's going to be really intense, speedy athletes. Oh. But oh. I don't think that's going to be the case, is it? I think no, it's I think it's, it's a very big half marathon. Like there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of participants. Yeah. yeah. Which means there's going to be a wider range of participants. So there probably will be lots of speedy people, but there might also be quite a lot of quite chill people. Yeah, I th- and I th- I also think it's a it's a it's a great tourist one. There's going to be loads of people from loads of different countries all all going there because they want to experience Paris, not necessarily because they want to get a PB. So yeah. I think there's just going to be lots and lots of different people doing it for lots and lots of different reasons. Okay. So you will be absolutely fine and firmly middle of the pack. Thank you. I know it's going to be okay. It will be. It will be. I just can't. I, I keep not believing that every time I say it. Come on, believe it. It'll be fine. <laughs> it will be fine. It will be fine. But you just, you do really have to be strict with yourself. Otherwise it, it won't be. So you yeah. have to be strict about doing that mm-hmm. that kind of you know and do so are you going for a run today no I'm, I haven't got time today because we've got quite a lot of meetings no, um, we do but I'm going tomorrow I'm going tomorrow yeah yeah okay, okay. practice so, it then, then yeah so I'll, I'll let you know um, okay but I'm just going to see that's I'm, I'm going to give it a bit of a longer go and yeah. I'm just going to see because I did an hour last time and that was okay but I'd like to do an right. hour and, that was that was fine. I'd like to do an hour and a half before. I think that was what we kind of talked about being quite a good basis of like if I've done an hour and a half yeah. of walk running, yeah. of like basically practicing yeah. the same. But maybe I'll try doing that a bit longer, but yeah. with the five minute, one minute, five minute, one minute. Yeah. Yeah. Try yeah. that and then okay. you know. It'll be good. It'll be good. It will. It will. Right, tell me about you well oh my god I've got stories oh my yeah you've literally got so much to tell me about do you want to start with your running or do you want to start with this weekend uh I'll start with um so I've been away I'll start with Mm -hmm. that bit so I've been away on on um I've also been on a press trip but um I was very lucky to be invited to Gran Canaria so I got the and this is through Brooks um and they invited me very cool very very cool so they invited me in the depths of I think December and it was freezing cold here and I got this email through from Brooks saying do you want to go on this press trip in February and I just I didn't even ask Dave first before I replied going yes was it (laughs) Um, just for a weekend it was from Thursday till Saturday Thursday so yeah just it was two nights Mm -hmm. um which is and it's quite a long way to go for two nights so I did find out when I got there that actually some other people what they'd done is they'd asked Brooks to kind of delay their flight for another couple of days and then they were buying extra time in a hotel so they could because it's the flight's about four hours so it's a bit of travel and it's like I kind of wish I'd thought about that but with Paris on top like it would have been a lot of time away from home wouldn't it yeah yeah, I don't think I would have been forgiven for for that, to be honest. I mean, as it is, Dave keeps on referring to it as holiday. Did you have a nice time on holiday? How's your holiday been? All that. Yeah. And I was like, it's not holiday, it's press trips, different. 
Um, it is, you know, it, it, there's definitely this, you've got to be a persona sort of thing, haven't you? You've got to go, oh, hello, ha, 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 a little bit. And like, you know, mm. I'm sure with like a brand like Brooks, we know them quite well. It's quite chill. It's not too much of that. But it's tiring having to be your work self and stuff all the time at a thing like that. I yeah. Think. And because... Uh, yeah, absolutely. And because it was on work days, most of it was on work days, like Thursday and Friday, that I was also yeah, monitoring you were on email, email locked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was kind of doing that. Um but yeah, it was it was lovely because um it was a, a, a really gorgeous hotel in Gran Canaria and we were getting together to it was it was about a la- another launch of a shoe, and this was a trail shoe. Um, it was a catamount, which I think is now out. Uh, catamount two, um, mm. and so we were all there, all these journalists, all kind of club, you know, grouped together, um, uh, hanging out at this hotel, going for a five k run, following a man dressed as a banana. I mean, fun. it was playing. It was it was fun, stroke weird, stroke intense, because it was a massively enthusiastic Spanish marketing guy from Brooks dressed as a banana, wearing a speaker on his back that was playing like Spice Girls in the middle of kind of the weird mountains in that you get in Gran Canaria. And you're sort of thinking, I'm not sure this is communing with nature, as as I understand the concept of communing with nature. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were doing stuff like that, and then and there was also a couple of massive races going on in Gran Canaria, which is why we were going there. So there was, yes, um, I spotted that too. That looked amazing. Yeah. Oh God, amazing! So there were a couple of we were all invited if we wanted to to do a forty five k on the Saturday, and it turned out that ninety nine percent of us said no, that's fine, thanks. Forty five k. Yeah. Not um, a thing so will be spontaneous. Yeah, not a thing I will yeah. spontaneously be taking part in. No, but I mean, there were there was a, there were a couple of our number that were doing it, and they they survived relatively intact. It seemed because it was, although there was lots of elevation, it was very traily, and it looked really quite technical. Um, there was no sort of cut off or anything like that, so they could sort of take their time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was going on, and there was also the uh, the Trans Grand Canaria kind of ultra thing, which was like a hundred and something or other mile. Anyway, the the big big one, which is like top to bottom of the of the island. Um, and that's where like all proper kind of famous runners were doing that. And that was starting at midnight um, mm. on the Friday night, I think, and going through basically until midnight the following. Um, oh so there, there was a couple of these. Yeah, there, there was lots and lots of runners on the island. Um, yeah, so it was it was really nice. It was lovely. And we had amazing food. Um, Do you have I mean, drinks with lo- umbrellas in? N- no, but I did have I did have um, what's it called? The, I had an Aperol spritz that was oh. possibly the nicest, the nicest Aperol spritz I think I've ever had. Um, and yeah, lots and lots of drinks. Um, nice. The food, the food was fab. And then lots of kind of there was lots of presentations, lots of kind of there was like a, a famous ultra runner called Oh God, I'm going to forget his name now because, because it's a bloke. You see, blokes stand up, and I'm just going yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so don't have to write uh, this bit no, down. <laughs> No, it wasn't a bit like that. Um, so, but but uh, yeah, they had um, you know presentations that they had got new kit, new shoes, blah, blah, blah. and it meant that I got to run around like volcanic sort of stuff, and um, yeah, it was all just just yeah, just just really lovely. So so no complaints whatsoever. So that was really lovely, um, and it was, was quite gonna... funny. So you go out. Yeah, oh, well, well, I was going to say that. So um, you go out. We went out on the Thursday. But we went with, um, I was saying this to our boss, Simon, earlier on, 
that if you travel to Gran Canaria on a Thursday outside of holiday time in terms of school holidays, that you're basically on a plane with sort of 300 members of the Ramblers Association. So it was just a sea of white hair, um, very, very lovely, polite, gorgeous walkers and golfers and, you know, um, people that want to escape for a week in in sunnier climes but don't have to wear a bikini, you know, because it was like, it was like 18 to 20 degrees. So it's like perfect t-shirt weather. Oh yeah, I do. Um, so it was really, really nice going out. And then on the way back in, which was on a Saturday, um, I was, it, it, I was packed into a plane that was, um, I was sitting next to, it was just all families all coming back from their package holidays. Um, and I was sitting next to um, this woman from Wales and it turned out, and she was honestly one of the nicest people I think I've ever. <laughs> she the was Welsh so, she, she was just so lovely. She couldn't do enough, you know. Um, and it turned out she was there with 38 members of her family on that plane. Oh, so they'd my all gosh. gone out. I know. So they'd what? all gone out en masse for some celebration in Gran Canaria. Oh, that's so um, sweet. But she spent, she spent four out this four hour journey, she spent just like leaning back over her chair and leaning forward and asking people, do you want crisps? Do you want drinks? Who needs tissue paper? Have you thrown up? Do you need a sick bag? Do you need, (laughs) it's just the constant kind of looking after 38 members of her family. Did you ever watch the, did you, were you adopted? Were you? I was slightly adopted, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, did you ever watch The Traitors before Christmas when that was a big Oh no, I didn't. That was supposed to be amazing. It was brilliant. I was going to say one, one of the people on that was a Welsh woman called Amanda who gave I, that was who I was imagining you were referring to there sort of like a lovely Welsh mother hen of all of these people yeah that's what I was envisaging oh that's oh, so lovely I love it was it was family when you go on a solo trip as well I remember when I yeah. was on my year abroad and I was flying out to somewhere I can't remember um well Madrid or Paris um and um and I also got slightly adopted by a nice Indian family that like sort of chatted to me and took me under their wing for the journey. And it was so nice because I was like, I actually really miss my mummy. And now <laughs> yeah. I've got a little family and it's quite lovely. <laughs> yeah, my thing is that when I look around, so I think this is on the way out rather than the way back. But on the way out, there was a woman there with a crying baby. And um, she was, she. you could see that she felt, embarrassed about it and was trying to kind of contain noise and kind of mm. sleep there but it was the cutest kind of quite sort of plumptious kind of maybe six to eight month old mm. um in 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 all other respects very very happy small child um but then obviously that I think with with a drop in cabin pressure and all that you know things that make yeah, your ears, ears. go and all that. when you, I was little yeah, my ears used to, I really used to hard. dread flying yeah 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 so I think this little baby found it really hard and and for me, I just I get and I I don't you know, I I technically would be it'd be very very hard for me to to have a kid. I've never wanted to have another one after having the two I've got. But the mm. the second I saw that going on, the kind of that, the sort of I don't know what it is. It's like a big broody kind of oh my god, that's just like so intense. And I wish I could help you. And mm. you know you sort of just wanted to run over and say can I help can I do you want me to jog her up and down do you want you know Aww. um but yeah so it was um that's really it's nice though but it, it god it made me miss the kids made me miss the kids so Aww, much yeah. and I know they found it they found it hard a little bit they usually 
I think I'm right in saying they're usually sort of okay when Dave goes away. They they miss him, but mm-hmm. they find it hard when I go. So the, the the three of them were sleeping together in in my bedroom. Oh, our bedroom. Oh, that's so, so sweet. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Dave was texting me the following morning after the first night going, oh, my God, you know, hardly got a wink of sleep. It was all like Felix's elbows in his face. And it was lovely to get back. It was lovely to get back. And I there was really miss my mum as well. And I remember when she would yeah. go on, on like work trips and stuff when I was younger. Yeah. I think, uh, not... Yeah. I am moment, worried about it. I think Doug and I probably quite quite like it quite like it a bit. I get sad when yeah. he goes away, like because he's been spending half the week away at the moment. I get sad on the day that he goes, like especially because mm. it's Sunday night. It's just a bit sort of oh right, back into the weird routine that we're in for this week, sort of thing. Um, but then yeah. I do quite like, and now I've got goose and chunky seal. Quite, you're protected. I'm protected and I don't miss. One thing I was going to talk to you about, actually, yes. and you need to talk about your running, it's 55 minutes into this podcast. Yes. However, do you ever feel that press trips, um, mm. and I don't know if this applies to anybody else who's listening that might work in the fitness industry, or maybe you just feel it like in a running group or at a park run or at a race or something, I get such mega imposter syndrome. And I have to admit, I don't think anybody was like doing this at the Nike press day. But I Mm. always get a little bit of a like impression that people might do a bit of a double take when they see me and they think of the fact that I work on a running Oh my God, always, always Mm. I have this. I've had this for the whole time that I'm going to turn up and people are going to be a bit, oh, you yeah. can't, you're, you, you know, uh, right. So, and I've had a couple you of You can't run 46K at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like that. And no, I, thank I, you. That's not going to yeah. ever be me. Yeah. They, they, they were, I mean, yes. And, and I don't think that anyone has ever lived up to those kind of expectations of like, you must be horrified that I'm here kind of thing. Yeah. I have had, the, there have been moments of kind of very kind of pale shade like so that the the one before the press trip before last was um I was running with someone who clocked my Garmin when we finished our run and said something like oh you're in miles so that wasn't a shade about like how fast I'd run or whatever but it was just yeah. about how how boringly old and imperial I was and in this one oh I do miles yeah I, def- I find it more satisfying uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it's very satisfying yeah um but yeah, I just, I just, uh, yeah, I always, I constantly have that. I constantly have that. I always, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm always pre-apologizing for being shit or being slow or being, yeah. I think Me there was the, the, there was a Brooks press trip before that, that, I mean, it was about three, four years ago now, um, where we all went to Amsterdam, which was lovely, but all the running for that one was on a track, a 400 meter track. And, um, it just means that you, I felt very, very exposed yeah. as a slow runner. And um, happily by that stage, I'd been taken under the wing by Chrissy Wellington, who was there talking about this new shoe launch. Um, and we'd sort of struck up a little friendship. And I I was able to kind of fess my 
my fears to her and go, I don't want to do this. Because they were asking us to, because it was about a fast shoe and they were asking us to run around 400 meters as fast as we can. And I was like, I don't want to do this because... That's not what, how I run. I, I, think, I can't run fast. I think it's something um, that like yeah. genuinely, like a lot of them have runs as part of the... um of the day or the experience or whatever. And I completely understand they're trying to show you a shoe, they're trying to show you a... But I do think a little bit that something slightly needs to change to be a bit more inclusive. Like, even at the Nike thing, there was this bit that we were having to do where we had to jump. um, And um, it was like, I had to, like, bounce on the trampoline, bounce on the bit on the bears, dead bears or whatever. And then I had (laughs) to... um, Then I had to... They wanted to film me doing a jump out of a... I don't quite know what the point was because I still haven't seen the video, but like I think the idea... They filmed me jumping out of some foam and onto yeah. like <sighs> a, the floor. And then yeah. um, and then they filmed me doing a little jump in the shoes. So maybe the plan was to like make me... Maybe they're going to make it look like I'm jumping out of the foam and then landing in the shoes or something. It was like they were doing a yeah. cool shot thing. And I did yeah. think, and I, again, I really want to reiterate that I'm not like being shady towards brands that do this because I think it's just a thing that we don't think about. But like, mm-hmm. that was quite difficult for me. I'm quite a short person and like, I don't do a lot of like high intensity stuff. Like it was fine. I can do a couple of jumps. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But I was jumping from a place that was lower up to a place that was higher. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I just kind of was a bit like, oh God, I didn't know I was going to have to do this suddenly. Like I thought we were just kind of having a look at... And I think, um, I don't know, just some of those things, there does feel like there's a little bit of an assumption and they were filming our legs and and that's a bit of my body that I don't always feel super, super comfortable with. And like, there's definitely this assumption that you're going to be a ready-to-go, tiny sort of stringy very muscly built kind of athlete and that yeah. isn't really the reality of the fitness industry I think in terms of of the people that we work with and talk to and like a lot of us in a, a part of this because we want to change the narrative around a lot of those things and because we enjoy it for the fun of it and like that's definitely what I know we've all got in common as a community is that mm. like we love running that's the bit that we enjoy and we love the community of it and we love the and you know we don't necessarily love we can do but like we're not always going to be trying to smash a pb out the water or trying to be the most yeah. sort of elite specimen we can be and sometimes i just get a little bit of a vibe that like they're expecting as sort of maybe ambassadors of the fitness industry a little bit that like yeah. that's what we're going to be like and i think i have felt under quite a lot of pressure to seem like that kind of person when like that's not me at all yeah yeah I mean I I can I feel that 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 part of it is changing um a slightly more slower Mm. or slightly more slowly uh than um than the rest of the community at large yeah like the kind of the media bit the the kind of the 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 PR marketing media bit is just is a little bit slower to to take it up and I think I I did notice it actually with um with the one that I've just been on that things have changed quite a lot since the last press trip that I went on four years ago oh really yeah yeah in that all their PR and marketing people aren't um 15 minute 5kers yeah that's good which, which they were back then where you just go oh shit um so so uh, you know m- people are much more and because with brooks it's kind of they've got that run happy thing so they mm. they they genuinely have to sort of yeah they've live got very breathe. similar 
a yeah. kind of outlook on, uh, to us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's quite a lot of that. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And and I hate that imposter syndrome of turning up and just going, uh, you know, w- w- you might get thrown a question like, so how many how many marathons have you done? So so when's your next ultra? You know, things like that where you just go, okay. Definitely. Um, there was definitely a bit of that. And actually, I don't know whether that was the... I think that was obviously like potentially... Again, I'm really not throwing shade at, at Nike for this. It was a great experience. And like, I, I think that they treated us brilliantly. Um, and mm-hmm. there definitely were some people who were, who were probably 15-minute 5Kers. And I guess you have to think about those people and they're probably going to be most interested in your big speedy shoe. But mm. like when they asked who was preparing, who was training for a race at the moment in my little group, I was the only person who actually was. Um, Oh really? Yeah. Which I just found interesting because I was like, well, Mm. and I definitely, I mean, there were people, Anna Harding was there from the running channel. So like, I know there are people who have run ultras and stuff that were there, but like, Mm. I just thought that that was interesting that like, yeah, I think that the kind of people that are in like, it's, it's opening up and becoming more accessible. And like, there are people who are going to be there and who are going to be training for a half like me, who is, is, you know, not a tiny little bean string bean. And also Mm -hmm. is, um, has not traditionally been someone who's been massively into sport and fitness, but I like doing it for myself. And I think there were more people there who were a bit like that. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I think, Maybe maybe it's a double-edged thing where like some of it might be that the people who are running those days need to sometimes re- remember that different people are going to be of different abilities. And even something, I'm just always conscious of stuff like even something is like doing a big jump. Like you might not be ready yeah. to do, like you might not be, a, you might be avoiding high impact activity at the moment. Like plenty yeah. of athletes, of even like straight up athletes or people who 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 exercise very regularly, might be do- doing a period where they're not doing anything high intensity because they've got an injury or something at the moment. Yeah, high yeah. impact is what I mean, isn't it? Um, yeah. And um, there was no like low impact option of what I could have done instead. There was um, no Debbie option. There was no Debbie option, and I think. Mm-hmm we need to start pushing for there being Debbie options at these things so that if you don't want to run a 46 my kilometer thing and again yeah. it's absolutely nothing against Brooks that like is there an option of like something a little bit more gentle that you can do well in that case they did because it was a 5k following a banana so oh that I mean, was what you did instead <laughs> ideal yeah ideal then I take I take all of that back I would 100% do a, a 5k following a banana yeah it was good good times yeah <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and I think the Nike one they did also for the I I think it was mainly because I was at the media day. I think mm-hmm. they had an influencer day and they did a lovely gentle 5k together and like so yeah. I think yeah. that would have been a bit more the one that was geared towards cool. influencers might have been a bit more um of our kind of like running. Yeah, yeah. Rather than yeah. talking about vapor flies and stuff yeah. that I was like, ha, yeah. ha, ha, yes, definitely. I I could really do with a pair of those. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah. Ah, the super shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but then but I I so going back to, to my trip, so I came back mm. on the on Saturday, I came back at midnight, and then um the following day I had to weave in my long run. So yesterday I had to do my long run. Um, and just for the purposes of this pod, so it's now seven weeks till the London Marathon and we've got Paris next weekend. So I was okay. having all sorts of thoughts about 
running and training and long runs and all sorts on especially on the Saturday where we did quite a lot of running I did I mean like on Saturday I think I had two runs yeah or no I didn't I had one run and on Friday I had two runs so we had quite a lot of running um you know stuff going on but I did I I had all this stuff where I knew that I was coming back and um had to do my long run on the Sunday which meant coming up coming back saying sorry to Dave for being away for such a long time and doing it and doing all the parenting and then immediately leaving him for two and a half hours so I could go and do yeah <laughs> oh I mean oh but I do get you it just I don't just terrible. feel guilty about that because you're setting them an amazing example and showing what a brilliant strong person you are but I also do yeah, understand also, what you mean also setting the example of me not fucking being there so it did, I felt terrible mm. Um, but I did it and um, sort of did it in the afternoon to coincide with Felix having a play date. So I was kind of, you know, it wouldn't, wasn't like I was going to be with them yeah. anyway. Um, or at least not her. But then, yeah, so, um, but now I'm thinking what I've, I've got is the kind of the weight of the long run. So I did 15 miles this weekend. Then obviously we've got half marathon next yeah um, and, and of the kind of seven weeks to come, two of them are going to be taper. So I've got four long runs ahead of me I think mm. over over and above the half marathon so it means I've got to do so by the way like, the half marathon is a long run and no no I know it is I'm sorry I'm sorry I know it is but what I, I mean is the no kind don't of the be sorry long... but I just in terms of building up your own like yeah you know, but that, for me that... what I mean by that is for me you should be doing 16 a... miles or something that weekend well, uh, um, for me next weekend that's a drop down week so I'll be going from 15 this week to 13 next week and then the week after I think I go something like 16 18 20 22 okay so that is terrifying to look yeah, at I do the, understand that that's quite scary so, yeah so I'm having some thoughts about that um, and then my run yesterday I need to tell you about my run yesterday <sighs> tell do tell do tell oh holly um so i had all these things going on obviously i was pretty cream crackered because of the traveling and the stuff mm-hmm. and all that and and i was running at a weird time so i normally do yeah eight, eight in the morning and instead afternoon I would, would make me feel very weird as well yeah so it's afternoon running um and I'd had a bacon sandwich. Um, I'm not sure that's got anything. To, no, I think that probably has a significant amount of things to do with it. And this was oh. after three three days of, mm, yes. Oh, that, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is after three days of having lots of food I was not used to. Okay. Um, yeah. And a litre of coffee. Mm-hmm. And not really feeling 100% but not quite being able to put my finger on what it was that was not making me feel 100%. So I had 15 miles and I decided to do my very, very boring, go along the canal path for a bit and then turn around and come back again. Lovely and flat, knew what I was doing. And then obviously my stomach starts cramping about mile seven or eight. Oh. Um, so I had to do a pooler. <gasps> you did. You're so brave. Oh my God, Holly. It was did you do it right then and there in the were were there people what happened not that bad not that bad thank god but it was really bad so my stomach started cramping and I was like this is bad and then I started trying to think of all the public loos that there were of which there are none no Um, it's shite there's not even a bin yeah there's not (laughs) even a bin and 
I could, so I was on, yeah, I was basically in the middle of my run and I, I think I had to run another three or four miles for there to be anywhere near a public loop. I knew that, that there, there was one, but because I was oh. on a Sunday and because by that stage it was maybe half four, I thought the good chance that the loo that I know of will be, might be closed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the end, I decided to, um, there was a little, there, I just found a field and I was really lucky. I found a field and there mm-hmm. was a, um, uh, what do you call it? A style. Yeah. So I could climb over the style, go into the field and joy above joys, um, a little clump of trees. Oh, so it was private like private tree clump. Private tree clump. So yeah. <laughs> I had to oh, go Esther. Um, <gasps> rude question, but um, yeah. How did you how did you deal with with wipage? Dock leaves, <laughs> dock leaves, <laughs> so useful for so many things. <laughs> oh bless I you! Know. Oh, I felt terrible. I mean, immediately my stomach was better, and you know, but it it, it was just like it's not nice oh, yeah. though. It was, but it was not nice. if you look on the bright side, you have joined an elite group of people who are very serious <laughs> about running. Yes, I have. Wild pooers are seriously <laughs> like top of the list of of runners. <laughs> I know. Sabrina not even would be a very week. proud of you. She would tell you to get she a trowel. Would she would tell me to get a trowel. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> it was just anyway. So I did it. I came back. Um. And, um, and as I walked, I see, I, this is the thing I came back, walked, um, and I had to walk basically past the house where Felix was at her play date. And I came in and, um, and Dave was like, why didn't you pick her up? Why? Cause it was time to pick her up. You see, and I should, I could have just picked her up and walked yeah. home with her. And so I, um, five minutes after that, I then fessed up that what had happened. And so obviously got some sympathy. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but within 10 minutes of all of that. I got my period. Oh, for sake. Like, I was like, oh, that's why. That's why I didn't feel 100%. That's yeah. why I felt so awful. And that's why I had to do a Paula. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's all of those things. So, Oh, yeah. bless but you. That's I rough, must admit, but you did it. And that is so I did. brave. And also, I probably would have tried to hold the crap in. Ooh, no, I could have had an awful, yeah. awful, awful time. So I'm really proud of you. I think you did the right thing. It could have been a terrible... I wasn't even wearing any kind of nice pants to kind of help with that sort of... Well, not that anything... Well, anyway... But I, I um, that poo isn't necessarily that you don't, when no. you buy a pair of like period pants, they're not like ext- will hold a liter of shit, <laughs> hugely absorbent <laughs> for shit. <laughs> they never say that, do they? No, honestly, they there's a marketing thing. Um, <laughs> but Come on, tenor lady, um, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have, um, I now have all the fears about every long run yeah I would too but yeah but you Uh, know you know that it how many long runs have you done in your life so many yes I know I know and that is it so the percentage of long runs that you have done a Paula on is extremely small it is extremely small plus you know you've already identified to me there the reasons why you know that your tummy was not on top form coming on your period 
eating a lot mm. of foods that you wouldn't normally eat over the previous days, spending a lot of time. You were probably so knackered as well, having spent yeah. lots and lots of time on a um, on a plane. And, like traveling really takes it out of you. And yeah. I think there are plenty of reasons why that might not have been a, a tip top long run. But I also 100% get you. I'm I, terrified. I mean, the yeah. only one that doesn't, well, the the ones that don't terrify me, if I think about it logically, are the date of the Paris half and the date of the London Marathon because you know that there's going to be loads to lose. Yeah. Yeah. All the way, there's just hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of lose. Yeah. So that's fine. So it, literally it's just tr- it's doing the 16, 18, 20, 22, probably along the same track, probably with a little, uh, little I'll have one of those little synapse weird things between my brain and my gut and it's like oh I'm passing my poo place now <gasps> and you then forever will every single time <laughs> you always <laughs> will and eventually by the 12th time of <laughs> passing your poo place sorry I've got the hiccups I've had that on the podcast before it's because I'm really <laughs> overexcited but I can't believe this has happened to you and I'm here to support you um <laughs> through my hiccups um but by like the yeah 10th time that you've passed that place you're going to have a little chuckle to yourself and you're going to go <laughs> remember that but I completely <laughs> understand it's so horrible that happening however we both have shat ourselves and talked about it on the podcast now <laughs> yeah. so it's excellent bonding for us and, and I, I, I must say, as soon as you started yeah. telling the story I was like the listeners are gonna love this I know I must admit <laughs> as even while it was happening and I felt so so humiliated and so, and I was actually in pain and Aww. I just felt so uncomfortable and just felt dreadful, dreadful. But at the same, in my head, I was like, this is going to go down brilliantly on the podcast. <laughs> We're just slaves to the content. This is what you go through for your content. <laughs> it is. Do you think anybody's ever had full on hiccups on their podcast before? I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe we should. I don't know. (laughs) You still got hiccups. I got overexcited. I mustn't get overexcited at your pain. Oh, that's what Felix. I can't believe you're like Felix. Like if she laughs too much, if you tickle her, basically she gets hiccups. Yeah. In many ways, I probably haven't progressed very much since I was Felix's age. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. Because if you become a member of our cheer squad for just £6 a month, you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes newsletters, free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly, and you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts too. The third one has no running content in it at all. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster, the editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.